one. Hey, it's Max Anderson with Smith & Company Real Estate, and I'm doing an update of interviews of local leaders who are in the real estate market and all things relative to uh, real estate and dealing with the uh, virus, of course. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing um, kind of a person who wears, not kind of, a person who wears two hats, very important hats in our community, Mr. Don Geary. <laughs> oh, there you go. You really got the hat. I love it. Um, so... Uh, Don, uh, representative, of course, as our mayor of the city of Sault Ste. Marie, and uh, also as the director, the area director of the USDA Rural Development Agency. Is that correct? Did I say that correct? I should. You're the area director. You're right on, Max, and it's good to be here today. Thank you very much for having me. Now, I, I appreciate you because I know you have a really busy day ahead of you uh, learning this technology stuff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, We'll talk about, let's talk about the city second, if that's okay. Sure, sure. We'll do that. Um, okay. So as the director of, of the USDA you know, Rural Development, we have a lot of rural development loans uh, processing in our community right now. How many loans do you think, would you say, or maybe you even know accurately, how many loans are processing right now? We have, uh, Max, we cover the entire UP and uh, three counties below the bridge. But right now we have uh, 70 single-family housing loans in process. And in process, I will tell you that right now we are what we call full telework capability. Every one of our specialists is working today and every day, and they're working out of their house because we can work remotely uh, with our computers. We have VPN set, uh, networks so we can uh, talk to everybody, and our phone calls come directly to our computer. So if you're calling our office, it comes directly into our computer. So so we're uh, pretty much fully virtual and uh, we're not missing a beat. So we have 70 applications in process right now and that includes new applications that uh, the specialists are working on doing underwriting for. And it also includes people that already have their certificate of eligibility and they may be house hunting. And uh, we've worked with you a lot and we know the process there and there might be a little different uh, process for that. but. I'm the one being interviewed and not you, I'm sure. <laughs> right. I, know. I, I, I think I need to turn it around and have us interview. but this is, <laughs> this is about you, Don. Right, right. <laughs> about your program. And that's, that is incredible. And I was so happy uh, to hear that everything is still moving, moving along and processing uh, for our clients and the clients who are processing um, through the rural development. Um, and you said about 11, uh, excuse me, 70. So if they're, talking to their loan officer how they're just are they doing that virtually as well kind of like this or how does that process work we do a lot of our work via uh, mail email and fax anyway because of the uh, broad territory that we cover okay. uh, so most of our conversations are actually uh, virtual so uh, very few of our customers actually come to the office here in the sewer in Gladstone Mm -hmm. uh, so most of it's done electronically. So we've been doing that for uh, for many years. So really no hiccup as far as the service level. Uh, some of the things that we're doing a little bit differently is we're not relying on personal inspection by our specialists of the homes. We can rely on uh, pictures and others. We had an example the other day where we had to pay a contractor and uh, the homeowner actually went to the uh, house and took a lot of pictures of the work that had been done in process. And we used that information to do our inspections and forwarded that in for payment. So, so we're thinking creatively and uh, we give our uh, agency credit for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I guess in, in the, these unchartered times, you know, we all have to kind of go off script a little bit 
Um, and when you're dealing with people's homes, like where they're moving in and they're, you know, these things are huge in their lives and, uh, you have to find a workaround. You just have to. So kudos. to I you. Think, Yeah. I, I think it's positive too, that, uh, we've been checking our mail every day for the last couple of weeks and, and we still see people that are sending in pre-qualifications to see if they can arrange to get financing. So people are still thinking about buying homes and about moving real estate. And we are still processing those pre-qualifications. We try to get a 24 to 48 hour turnaround on those to make sure that they can do that. The one thing we will uh, warn everybody on is if you have been recently laid off uh, because of the pandemic, we will have to wait to close that loan until you are back at work at your confirmed employment source or income source. Uh, but we are making accommodations to keep uh, rolling forward um, knowing that this is hopefully a, a temporary setback for people. Yeah, and, and most likely anyone who's in the process will know if their potential employment um, is going to be stable or not, you know, and so, you know, they're going to get into the process knowing that, that that final check doesn't come until a little bit later down the road. So that's a really good time to call a local realtor and have that conversation because we're familiar with your program. And right. we, we can guide them through. So um, in the process of getting uh, an application, can folks who are watching this start thinking, because they're at home, obviously, I would think a lot, of, you know, unless you're a essential worker, God bless the essential workers. But if you're at home and you have time to apply, how would someone go about doing that? Well, we have a, uh, uh, we have a very good website at rd.usda.gov. And if you click on the housing link, it actually has uh, some places where you can uh, determine your eligibility from an income perspective and also where you can determine the eligibility from a property perspective. And anybody in the UP is in an eligible territory right now, uh, so that's not a big deal. But as far as the eligibility, we can also, there are contact uh, names, uh, email addresses that you can email us, you can call us, and we will send you the pre-qualification packet. And we can send you an application packet as well. And we are also doing U.S. mail delivery uh, of those as well. So the process really has not stopped. It's continuing forward. And uh, another thing that we're doing this week will be our first virtual uh, loan closing. Uh, so the title companies locally are still open and operating. So we're relying on them. And, and what the specialist will do is instead of having a face-to-face -face, uh, meeting, we've sent the uh, paperwork to the title company. They will sit there and and we'll have a telephone conference and go through all of the documents and then they'll have the, the paper closing there. So we're doing anything that we can to accommodate process and, and keep real estate moving. We know it's an important time to keep uh, the economy moving forward and make sure people have decent, safe and adequate housing uh, that they can afford. So, so it's important to have some of that uh, going forward right now. Absolutely. And, you know, fear and anxiety can paralyze people to make any decision. And we really, you know, we're, we're sharing the reason I'm doing these interviews is to share with people, be proactive. This is a great time. We have resources available and um, the world feels like it's just stopped, but there are still things in process that people can be doing. And if home ownership is something that you're considering and a USDA loan is something you may qualify now, now's the time to apply. And Max, you've always kind of been on that leading edge of uh, technology because I've watched a lot of your listings on Facebook and some of the other social media. You'll go through to a FaceTime video. You can tour the house. You can look at all the uh, areas, the basement all the way up to the attic and, and check it out. So uh, we're trying to do some of those things the same way. 
And because because of our geographic uh, differences from our state of state office, sometimes if we have to have one of our just say our engineer or our um, architect look at a, a house, we often do that. We'll pull out our phone and and we'll FaceTime it and say, look at this is what we're looking at. What are your thoughts here? And they can make those decisions uh, online. The other thing that uh, we've done nationally is is we can accept digital signatures now as well. Oh, cool. uh, so it's it's kind of pushing the envelope on some of the digital file, digital signatures, and uh, how we archive our files as well. Uh, I don't have a file here, but the files can get pretty thick. So mm -hmm. now we're trying to uh, put them in PDF format and uh, save them that way. So I think that one of the positives of this very negative situation is that we're all going to uh, learn how to work in a much different environment with more technology and, and more time savings and, and more telemeetings and, and more Zoom meetings like this. Yeah. It's pushing us out of our comfort zone to learn technology, but also making us appreciate how much we really, you know, appreciate people. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I think that's win-win, right? Yeah, uh, that's for sure. <laughs> I know. Um, so before we wrap up the uh, USDA conversation, can you tell everyone, because I, I feel like it's a bit of a challenge to tell people where you're located because you're on the side of a building, sure. kind of give a little bit of direction for those when it's appropriate to come to the uh, office, sure. how to get to your office. We are on Ashman Street, and Ashman Street at the uh, intersection by the family video uh, is now called M129, which is what locals know it as. And if you follow that road to the uh, south, we're the first building past the trailer park, and it's right across the street from Indian Health Services, and we share the same complex with Social, Social Security Office, mm -hmm. and there's an Edward Jones office up front. So our uh, office door is, is well marked, and there's a USDA sign on the sign post out front, but a lot of people don't know that we are here. And we uh, are manning our phones, or staffing our phones, I should say. So it's 906-632-9611. When you get the uh, recording, it's option four, and that'll get you to the uh, person that's answering the phone that day for uh, rural development. And also it's rd.usda.gov, and there is a lot of information in there about uh, being a homeowner and uh, what to look for, and, and uh, you can get some forms there. I give you my email address, but it's listed on there. I'll put the it's link below. Is that, okay. I'll just put the link below, and that'll cover everything if that's okay. Okay, perfect. Yep, thanks. Okay, so changing hats. Do you have? You don't happen to have logo wear anything on, do you? Well, I wore uh, just in oh. case. I didn't know which uh, role I was going to play, so I have I both on today. So <laughs> <laughs> covering both uh, sides of the. You are a politician okay. through and through. So. Um, so you, all right, we're going to talk city now. So again, um, you know, our new mayor of the city of Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan here, um, you take over and the world shuts down. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. Um, so let's, let's talk about the downtown. Anyone who's been out and, and maybe driven around or of course through social media, uh, you've seen the, u the unity, is that the right word, um, of all of so. the downtown um, businesses who are so hard and struggling I can imagine so hard right now but um, yet showing their their true spirit what do you what do you have to say about that it's amazing and uh, in hard times I think our personalities come out and Sault Ste. Marie has always shown a lot of courage and a lot of strength and a lot of support uh, we have a community that's uh, really uh, amazing is the only word that I can think of these are uh, very hard times this is not something that was driven by government agencies. This is something that uh, is 
as the governor and the president have said, it's an invisible uh, enemy. And uh, I think the uh, national and the state and the local government are, are doing their very best uh, to make sure that we, you know, as they say, flatten the curve and to make sure that uh, everybody remains safe. And this is about uh, taking care of others. It's not about, uh, you know, you and I are, are healthy. I'm not young anymore, but I'm still uh, luckily healthy. And it's not about me not getting the virus, but it's about me not uh, going out and having inadvertent contact with somebody that may have been in contact with it and spreading it to, you know, my uh, older parent or, or something else. We need to be thinking about others. And uh, you said that the downtown, the city services are still uh, operational. Right. Um, the city uh, DPW is still working. We are um, down to minimum staffing at this point in time uh, to protect them. Uh, we have two obligations as a city. One is to serve the central services for our community, but the other is we have over 100 employees too that we have to think about. <clears throat> And the city manager has to think about on a day-to-day -day basis. So, so it's a two-pronged uh, approach that has to be taken. You had uh, mentioned. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. But you had just mentioned before we went on air about the city manager having a meeting um, with the uh, emergency services. Can you? Talk yeah, about that? couldn't couldn't be prouder of uh, the city manager. You talk about me as a mayor. At least I've been on the commission for 12 years. This guy comes in from downstate. And he takes uh, the, <laughs> the role of uh, city manager for a, a city that's uh, much larger and com more complex than where he had been before. But he's, he's a great guy and he's got great skills and abilities. And he's pulled together a group uh, that meets on a weekly basis uh, to talk about every type of emergency service. And, and that group includes governmental agencies, the emergency services coordinator, the city, of course, healthcare, the university, the Surya Public Schools. And it's so that people can talk about what their plans are, what they're doing, and, and have a coordinated effort on the way forward. I think from a local community, uh, a lot of people see that we don't have a lot of reported cases right now, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, but we know that we're behind the curve a little bit, and uh, you know that could peak in uh, the coming weeks. Uh, but I will tell you that the city and the county and all the local units of government are preparing for the, for the worst and for the best. Um, the hospital is prepared and has an offsite uh, operation uh, that will be available with the assistance of the Corps of Engineers. And I know that your second hat is on the hospital board and they're doing a fantastic job at uh, being prepared. And I know they're in a weird predicament right now where they're not busy, uh, but mm -hmm. you know, you're anticipating a, a rush. So um, the city and the county and the health department and uh, all of our emergency services coordinators are, are working so well and working so hard. And I have to compliment the governor's office. We get a, uh, a nightly uh, email from them on, on changes and things that have improved. And even from a federal level, we're, we're getting a lot of, of good news. The, the problem is that um, everything is changing so rapidly right, that, right, uh, right. you know, you is something you can't really even prepare for. But as far as the spirit of the city of Sault Ste. Marie, uh, okay. as you said, the downtown business owners and individuals are putting uh, hearts in their windows. Uh, they are helping out others. They have, uh, a lot of the restaurants have donated foods. The amount of meals that the uh, Surrey Public Schools has donated in their last email said 15,000. It's amazing. I can't even believe that that many 
meals can be prepared and delivered and, and made available to the families. So, you know, thank goodness that uh, we have such resources and the people that care and, and people that move about. And I can tell you, I had to do some shopping for my dad and for our, my family this weekend, mm -hmm. uh, which certainly we, you know, you don't want to do, but you, and people were very respectful of the, the six foot distance and, and uh, respectful of space and, and sanitation and, and everything else. So I, I think that people are really doing the right thing and uh, hopefully they're staying home. And, and uh, it's been, uh really strange <laughs> yeah. but but it's a good time for all of us to reconnect with uh, what matters most to us which is uh families yeah and uh, to do some different things absolutely and i can say of of you know the city commission and and the city administration are very proud of the community and uh, the positive uh responses that we've had and like i said all of the assistance that people are giving to their family, friends, and neighbors, and even people that they don't know. People are donating uh, dollars and food and, and uh, all of the work that's being done. I can't even um, explain, mm -hmm. you know, how warm that makes. That's a heart. feel, you know, I mean, you, each yeah. of us need all of us always, yeah. like, you know, and it's, it's a feeling. And if you're staying home where you, and staying safe, you're doing the right thing and you're right. part of the solution. So you know, I mean, we kudos to the essential workers from retail, medical, law enforcement. I mean, the, the list goes on and on for those folks who who risk their, their lives. You know, obviously, we um, don't have the rush like you indicated yet. But, right. you know, this is a time when you ask yourself, are you a wartime general or are you a peacetime general? And now's the time to take leadership and be a, a general for wartime because we're going to you know, we're in a war. And, and I think the Sioux is... Okay. Got a lot of good leadership, uh, yourself included, my friend. Well, thank you. Thank you. I sure appreciate that. No, We've I'm been doing our best to get the positive message out and for people just to uh, mm -hmm. take this time and, and do the right thing by staying home, work from home if you can and, and support the people, but, but do everything that you can to not spread the virus. Uh, we just watched the uh, governor uh, this morning, her address, and, and they haven't extended the stay-at-home time frame yet, but I have 100% confidence that they will, and it's more of a legislative, uh, you know, I guess some type of a process that they have to follow. She She's an advocate of the 70 days. I think the legislature may be looking a little bit smaller. So she said we should know within a week, and I know that doesn't give small businesses or people time if they're going to be open and on the 13th, will they have time to get their supplies and get things ready? But I would anticipate that they, uh, that things will not be back to normal by the 13th. We're, we're ex yeah. going to be extending that at least till April 30th. You know, there's a lot of memes on social media and one of them that was really impactful to me. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of memes, right? Yeah. But the one was, and, and I'm not, I hope I say it right, but it showed someone with a bowl of Skittles. Did you see that one? No. And it said, if three Skittles in this bowl of Skittles were poison and would kill you, would you take a handful? and risk losing your life and yeah. that when you start to visualize what that means you know okay sure. you know if we can step back and realize that the majority of the people are fine but the right. ones who aren't are the ones who could potentially create the uh, tsunami of, of uh, COVID that we don't want so Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's important to watch the actual uh, statistical figures. 
Mm -hmm. uh, the majority of the people do get better, even if they have it. Um, right. I don't know what his number is now, 98.5% or something. It depends on where you're looking. And uh, so, you know, we hope that if anybody gets it, obviously, they, they do well and survive it. Right. But right. the only way to uh, keep the spread from happening through our communities is to uh, stay home and stay safe, as the order says. Wash. Yeah, and wash. <laughs> I can show you my cracked open fingers because I've been <laughs> washing like crazy. I know. We and then that sanitizer really stings. <laughs> You're lucky to have sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, we have just a little bit left. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just love talking to you. And um, thank you again. This is a little bit longer interview, but we had two topics to cover. So thank you. Yeah. Thank um, you. Man. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? No, it's just uh, try to uh, keep that little bit of normalcy that you can. And I appreciate you for doing that. And uh, things will get back to normal and uh, we will be stronger on the other side for sure. Yeah, it may be a new normal and hopefully it's a good one. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. And uh, you. good luck with your the rest of your technology today. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs>